1: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
0: A ginger happy trail, are you joking? There's uh, up where they walk up with a run, up where they sit on my face in the sun, bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. The podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams. And why does it feel like it's been a calendar year? I literally skipped one week, but it feels like it's been girls five ever if you will i watched two episodes um i will say that this week we have mike patterson on the podcast a friend of mine and an editor who worked on the now controversial gay rom-com bros so excited to have him on it also happens today to be my wedding anniversary can you believe uh, three years married nine years together and we're celebrating it by going to couples therapy i like only half joking. I fucking love couples therapy. I mean, it's like no surprise that therapy is my number one. And I just we it's it's been so great. It's so great. We're also going to Palm Springs this weekend for a little celebration. Cannot wait for slutty posts to show up on my story from that. Uh, But speaking of anniversaries, Mike this week is also married. To a man. And just like my husband, his husband is just really fucking hot. And so we do answer the question, how to land a hot husband? Or at least Mike tells us how he met his. Um, I will say that we chatted so much that I forgot to ask the podcast question till about, you know, 28 minutes in. So... <laughs> It does come up, I promise. I also need to tell you that part of the reason why last week was so crazy is because I traveled to New York, I was in Chicago, I was in Austin... And in Chicago, I saw a past guest, Caleb Gossett, met him IRL for the first time, was so nice. And one of the hotties who sent in a merch pic in his underwear, Adam, he, I met him and his boyfriend Aaron in Chicago. We had so much fucking fun. So it's just, I don't know, Meeting meeting listeners in person is so good, and to flirt with them actually in the world is just a feeling I can't describe. Uh, Speaking of traveling, I did meet a woman on a plane who saw my character actor's sweatshirt. If you saw my Instagram story, she asked if she could buy it for her child. And once I put that on Instagram, a lot of people said that they would buy it. So asking you shall receive mamas, dadas, that'll be up soon. And I can't wait to see... (laughs) 10 day old people claiming the title of character actress so let's get into this episode with mike patterson if you don't follow the podcast it's at gay ass podcast get your merch at gayaspodcast.com. and i hope you enjoy this lovely episode and i'm so happy to be back i love y'all Mike, a thin. You know what? This is a historic first for gay Ass Podcast. I have never had a podcast guest on who I had been uh, drinking and partying with f- twelve hours before we recorded. <laughs> or wait, is it like twenty hours? But still, Mike, I saw you yesterday. How have
2: you been? I've, I've been good. I've been good. Um, I'm a little little hungover. Um, it was a crazy weekend.
0: Um, I agree. Well, I, I it was crazy for me only because I drank for the first time in about a decade. But it was crazy for you because you had about fifteen huge projects to be premiered <laughs> in the world. Come on, Mike. He is... <laughs> Uh, working on, obviously, a little indie film called Bros. You have an incredible uh, short film on Hulu that I watch that I'm obsessed with. And now you're on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. What do you think is the most important one of all three of those? I think it's Gay Ass Podcast, for sure. And that is Kirik. That's a great <laughs> answer. Um, thank you for coming on this podcast. I'm so
2: I'm so happy you're here. Are you kidding? I was so excited when you uh, emailed me. It was funny. You emailed me after we went to Bros on Friday night. I was like, and then I. I was very drunk and a little stoned during our screening of bros. Cause it was very celebratory for me at that point. Um, and you emailed me kind of like, as I was still at the bars Friday night, <laughs> Saturday morning and I just wrote back like, yes, of course. And then I woke up. I was like, did I dream that? Like, did
0: uh, <laughs> No, Mike, baby. It's all real. That was all real. I have to say I was in my own high. Um, I was in a daze from like glowing from the movie. And I I feel like it sounds like I'm just like sucking your dick because I, I'm like, you're on the podcast. I genuinely was like moved by that movie, and I to give you my BTS, I I was going back to the car after seeing it. I definitely had been on an edible and just like also loved the movie. So it was a beautiful night. And then on the way back, I think I was talking to Matt. And I was like, I need to have Mike on the podcast. I need to <laughs> talk about this movie. I need to like. It's just it, it. I was trying to tell Matt why it meant so much to me because Matt loved it, but I think I don't know if it's because it's the J the gay Judaism of it all. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like billy being told his character being told that he is too much he has to tone it down of it all like there was something about the movie that just i said to you it felt so horrifically personal yeah um so i'm so happy you're here and i also just want to say mazel tov for being a star that is you're working on such incredible projects
2: thank you that 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 means a lot um i really love the movie too um and so it's nice to yeah go ahead well
0: i want to i want to just say like we need to talk about why i want to tell you like genuinely why i love the movie so much And then of course we're gonna get into some of the discourse but like it but then we're gonna keep things chucking along because okay. I, i'm fucking so tired already of twitter.com mm. it's like fucking stick it w- i would rather sit on a knife than open twitter right now wait is just, something
2: going on on twitter i haven't i haven't um, i haven't been on today um well
0: people are really upset about what um gwyneth paltrow said no i'm kidding it's oh like god look, I,
2: I, <laughs> no i actually haven't been on so i was like wait did she say something like no, oh shit. i
0: honestly wish i wish she had <laughs> A comment about <laughs> apple versus the dumb stuff we're seeing um but okay let me give can i i'm just gonna give you my now my unplanned monologue for why i love the movie so much okay <laughs> <clears throat> the movie not only is of course very queer mm-hmm. but the movie speaks to uh, the importance of honoring our history and also of uh, Everyone's varied experience and be and I and I think it also I think some of the flack that people thought at first was like okay two cis white gays and like the bros of it all but I think what's so. Great about the movie is that it actually examines why I forget the character's name, but why the bro, the bro,
2: what's his name, Aaron? You're talking about Luke's character, or well, I'm talking Bobby about
0: Luke's, yeah, okay. Luke's character. Yeah. So like, Aaron, why he like why he is only into the high school jock, why he is only into the straight presenting boo boo boo, and like I really think it like it dives into that, and then like I said, just like Billy's character of being a loud Jew who if I may not quote the movie perfectly, but like the the part where he said he is not confident basically because by choice, but because he has to. He has to be confident because there's no one else going to do it for him. Mm-hmm. He, has to, he has to put himself into the world because no one else is going to do it. And it's like creating that space for himself. And that's been my true story. Like the last one or two years of my life, that's been a huge theme. And I think this podcast is a literal example of faking my way through the confidence to get to where the podcast is now which is like having actual people who listen that's so amazing and then like as i'm hoping continues to like you know great things to come so like it's all very true and spoke to me and it's also fucking hilarious and um i think beyond all that the Deborah messing cameo (sighs) makes it a canon film so that's why
2: i loved it what a star right that that scene tested so well every single time. But like, it's also just such a revelation. Cause like, she's never been in something R rated and dropping yes. F bombs, multiple F bombs. And just like, man, like I was like, where's her hard R like, where's her <laughs> train wreck? I want to see that, you know, like give her, give her that vehicle. I, she
0: needs that vehicle yeah. because I think it's a little full circle. I think Will and Grace for me was uh, a little bit of what, rose did today by that like to me will and grace was like actually giving humor about things that were like quite controversial at the time i mean like i remember there was like just jokes about like all the fucking that jack was doing and will was doing and it's and like i feel like there was even like a steam room reference and i was just like okay that sounds fun i'm years away from being able to be open about that but like i feel like to your point deborah messing needs her r-rated yeah moment we gotta I don't get know what it is yeah i don't
2: know what it is either but she's just she's so fun and like i think the movie also kind of picks up there a little, i mean the movie starts right and it just really the pacing of it i think not to like toot our horn but like toot it it just like it just moves right and then it like moves. by the time you get to deborah messing that's the first sort of like drop of the roller coaster where you're just like <laughs> oh this is this is a rot. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Wait, can you, t- can you tell, like, I know, sure. so you are an assistant editor on the movie, yes. correct? Yep, second assistant. So, then, yeah. so what's the, um, tell me the journey of, like, where you were when you found out you were going to be on the movie and, like, the actual experience of working on it. Like, what was your,
2: your, your role? Sure. So um, I found out I was going to work on the movie um, in December, the week I uh, contracted COVID for the first time. Um, sure. And so, like... I was probably like the shittiest week of my life at that point. Cause it was Christmas, you know, my husband's Jewish and Hanukkah was earlier that December. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had already gotten that out of the way. And then I got COVID the week of Christmas and I had to, when it
0: comes time to celebrate Christ yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it was more like, I mean, cause I'm not like I'm agnostic, maybe an atheist. It depends on my mood. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's more about like, I had to be alone on Christmas like
0: yeah, no that fucking sucks even as a big old jew i'm like i would not want to be alone on christmas and i grew up being alone with my family which was even worse being <laughs> myself. that was a joke i like my family but like no that that no i i validate your experience so, yeah. so you got covid week of christmas go on yeah
2: so depressed you know um couldn't even have the cats in the room because i was paranoid i would give them covid and oh. that would be a whole thing so like very sad, very sad. But then I get a text from an editor I worked with on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, um, who's been, his name's David Dean. He he received an additional editor credit on Bros. Um, He had told me when we were working on Zoe's Christmas together, I was like, what's your next project? And he's like, oh, I'm going to Bros. And my eyes lit up. And I was like, do you need an assistant? He's like, they're already shooting. Like, they've already got their assistants. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, if anything ever happened. So then like December 26th, he texts me. He's like, Hey, do you want to work on bros next week? And I was like, are you fucking, and like, again, COVID like Ugh. still just like at my worst. And I was like, yes. He's like, okay, it starts like January 2nd. And so I was like, okay. I was like, but I have I like, you know, I'm still testing positive, like all that stuff. And like, by the time I had started on bros, I was within, they were still doing 10 days at that point, mm-hmm. And I like just changed it to five, like. Right around, but basically, I got a doctor's note because Universal required testing, which thankfully mm-hmm. they did, and we wore masks every single day despite being um, PCR tested every week. But like, it was pretty nerve wracking because I was like, "Here is this big movie that, as soon as the deadline article came out announcing it, I was excited for. Yeah, that I get to work on, and I was like, if COVID prevents me from working on this movie, I am going to scream at people for not wearing masks in." oh I'm my like, god you, you know what i mean my,
0: my toxic trait is that i would rather my wedding get canceled than lose out on working on a game. <laughs> like i don't know if that means my priorities are fucked but like i can only imagine like my neurotic brain would have lost it if yeah. i thought that the covid was going to ruin the chance of me working on a, like this historic a
2: yeah yeah so thankfully it all worked out there was a really funny moment though where um Like we tested every week, like I told you, and um, actually let me back up a little bit. So I was brought in because they needed needed another assistant to just screen dailies with Billy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a first assistant editor, um, he juggles, they usually juggle a lot of different uh, roles on a Mm -hmm. feature. I'm used to working in television where I'm usually the only assistant and I'm just paired with my editor and we... Uh, alternate episodes with the other teams of editors mm-hmm. and assistant editors. A first assistant on a, on a feature is like a manager. And then like I was reporting to, uh, Chris Telson, who's my first assistant on bros. And so they brought me in just to do that. And it was supposed to be for three weeks. But then of course, like Billy and I hit it off. He was really excited that, um, I was gay and that I was in post. Um, which, you know, I told him I was like, it's kind of rare. Um, I, I, I've mostly always been with, like, maybe one other exception. I've usually been the only gay person in post. Um, I was. That's
0: actually so interesting.
2: Of yeah. like the stereotypes of every
0: field of like the type of people that go into it. So yeah. like, like, well, isn't there always a joke that it's like always like female nurses or like maybe a gay nurse every now and again? Yeah. If you're If you're lucky, yeah. Flight Flight attendants are. Uh huh gay men um firefighters are straight men right um teachers are straight women right um so you're telling me that post the stereotype is a straight man
2: i wouldn't say it's a stereotype uh, but what i would say because i've i've on my journey with with bros i've started reaching out to more uh gay people in post we all exist we just like it's rare that, like, we all get on the same project together is really mm-hmm. what I meant by that. Um, and so he was elated to have me. Um, he really respected my opinion. I joked with him. I was like, you know, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm going to have good tastes. Like, he's <laughs> like, you. I was like, you might hate me by the end of this. He's like, no, 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 no. Um, and then I, actually, I, I ended up staying on for, like, six months. Um, so it went from a three-week gig to... Oh, my I, God. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. Like, and a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Nicholas Stoller was also uh, who directed it was very open to my feedback. Um, it was very encouraging. It was just really like, a wonderful experience uh, are there
0: any moments from the movie that you look back on when like it clicked and it, while you were watching it all come together that was just like is there any is there parts of the movie that you just it's like one of your favorites
2: well can i t- i'll tell you this so when i so i came on right and they had already they'd been done shooting they were well into their director's cut so the movie the version i saw was like probably two hours and 30 minutes and that was like with mostly everything that they wrote mm-hmm. um and um, they were trying to cut stuff for time. Obviously we got it down to an hour and 55 um, and they showed me actually the Kristen Chenoweth scene. Cause it wasn't in the movie when I joined, like they oh. they had, they had obviously roughed it together and like, you know, they were just looking for things and they were like, they just had her voice at first being like, please welcome Bobby Lieber under mm-hmm. like the the graphic. Right. And like, I was like, that voice sounds familiar and they're like oh well we had Kristen, but we, we you know we're trying to find things to lift and i was like can i see it and she walks out on that onto that stage <laughs> in that rainbow peacock dress with the stonewall riots hat on her head and i lost my mind i i started cackling and like wiping away tears because i saw it and i was immediately like My friends and I are obsessed with Kristen Chenoweth. She's a gay icon. We, you you know, and then like the Stonewall hat was also just really fucking funny. And they all looked at each other and were like, well, I guess we have to put that back in. Because I had I mean, such a, I had such a reaction to it that they said,
0: like, this faggot's weeping over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, I want to publicly apologize for bringing up one of Kristen Chenoweth's missteps, which was doing some weird documentary where she was talking about the the girls, the girl camp she went to, where she could have been murdered but wasn't. I did give her some public sass about that, but I want to say that all of, I do not for a second have any. Negativity to say about Kristen Chenoweth. What a fucking! I mean, come on, <laughs> the OG Glinda. Yes. What is? Well, wait, what was your entree to Kristen Chenoweth? Why do we love her so much?
2: Um, I mean, probably through Wicked was my first introduction to Kristen Chenoweth, and then of course Glee. um sure. <laughs> I say begrudgingly. I mean, it's like, is that cool to say? I, I love I GCB.
0: Oh, GCB, good Christian bitches, Mm -hmm. or as um one of my favorite uh people who is doing Titanic in New York right now, Marla Uh Mandel. I still remember a tweet of hers. She probably will think this is insane. Um, she doesn't know me to be very clear. But if I were to uh, message her that I remember one of her tweets from like 2014, she said GCB, which stands for Go Kill Yourself, and I just (laughs) thought that was so funny. Um, but Chris, <laughs> but Kristen Chenoweth, I think, is like one of those people that has had such long-standing yeah. cultural moments that it's like she she is an icon, she is a legend, she is the moment. And I and I'm so glad that she stayed in Bros. Yes,
2: uh, yeah. And I'm like I like pat myself on the back because opening night when we went, one of my friends who I knew immediately, I was like, he's gonna scream, and he screamed the <laughs> second she walked on stage. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I was like,
0: "Yeah." Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, what's it called? A, a, a feather in your cap. Yeah.
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't. What are bitch,
0: we? Bitch. Do- Yankee Doodle Dandy. Bitch. That's the episode title. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that that is very important yeah. for cinema to have Kristen Chenoweth as much as possible. Yes. Um, I do. I do want to. <sighs> just like because we have to get it out of the way the the thing that the discourse to me that's so frustrating is that what i wish if, if i could write the story of history right now it's just that the movie would come out we would we would it would be universally loved which i think every person that sees it for the most part is obsessed with it absolutely uh, And then, and then we move, and then that's period. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's period. Whereas I feel like right now, a lot of the discourse is just like, of course, disappointment about the the box office, but then it's like, and uh, and then why Twitter so insufferable right now is, well, why is the box office not what it is? It's like, I, let me read a quote from a magazine that I've never read before, but I've been reading everything I can about it just because I... Playboy? uh, It's called Playboy. Okay, Um, It's called... And the quote is, tit, 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 pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> Titty big pussy, pussy. Um, no, the quote is from, it's from Extra Magazine. And it says, bros, this quote, the first of its kind, and it's fucking funny. That should be reason enough to let these big studios know that it definitely shouldn't be the last. Yeah. Period. period. I think that should be the discourse, period. The movie is good. We need more queer films. Period, period, period. Um, so, uh, I guess, like, I just needed to say that. But, like, is there... What do you want to say about it, Mike? I what do I want, what want to
2: say about it? Like. Um, I think I worked on the movie from January, left it in May. Uh, went from like watching it every single day, right, to like not watching it at all. Um, and then being just like so excited for it to come out because like every day I worked on it, I was just like, I can't wait for gay people to see this. I can't wait for, mm. for my friends to see it. Um, mm. I can't wait for my family to see it. Um, my mom uh sent me a really cute photo of her uh in front of the poster yesterday um which is just and she's like i laughed and i cried all the way through and it's like there's a line in the movie right where it's like tina his friend is like um all you gay guys are so hung up like everybody in uh his class is non-binary now and he's like well we had aids they had glee right and it's like i think we forget um It also, you touched on something earlier that I really love about the movie is we do acknowledge the history. We're very mm-hmm. um, respectful of the people who have come before us. Yeah. Um, there's a moment in the movie where Aaron is left alone in the Legends Pavilion and he looks in the reflection and he sees himself. And then we do this montage a famous queer people.
0: Oh my god, I And it builds exactly and
2: builds and builds and then yes. stops on him and it's like, "Aaron, what are you doing with your life?" Uh. Um, obviously you can't put that in the trailer cuz like Of course. would that would that maybe make people go see the movie that were like, "Well, you know, Billy Eichner's a little polarizing and I don't really like queen. That's too straight." I don't know. Uh-huh. But it's such an affecting moment in the movie. It's, it's one of my personal favorites because I always think about like, sometimes I get a little down on myself of where I am in my career, which please hold, let me, let me get through this. Hold on. (laughs) So sometimes I'm like, not exactly where I want to be yet. Right. But I'm like, I'm making my way. I'm, I'm, I'm forging my own path. And that moment always speaks to me because I get a little like, Oh, what I'm doing here is important. Mm -hmm. I'm a queer storyteller and I get to help tell this queer story for the masses like outside of the birdcage, which had Nathan Lane in it that opened at number one. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's still a huge achievement. Bros opened at number four. I don't, I really, I I know we were talking about disappointing box office. Did I want it to be number one? Of course, because I'm competitive. (laughs) Was it going to be, I guess not. And it didn't, but that's okay because and that
0: can't tarnish the 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 weight that it has on I mean the fact that your mom sent a picture of her seeing it and not only did she love it but like you now know that she has seen that montage of our queer history yep. and she's also seen so much about the queer experience and I think what you're also saying about your career stuff about it is it's actually like it's so relatable I mean mm. no matter it's I talk about it in therapy all the fucking time yeah. it's just it's like about you know we are always telling ourselves that we're not doing enough especially creative people and i think that I, I it's just i'm i'm so happy to be able to witness you seeing what an incredible moment this is yeah. and like to celebrate it on this podcast and like and like to be able to see it with you in a full group of gays yeah. a, a few days ago was so special for me and like yeah. i didn't even wasn't even a part of making it so i just i think it is I think what you said is a very, very beautiful point that w- no matter what quote unquote disappointments people are talking about, the fact that this movie was a made be seen by so many people, and i told I was talking to my own family about it i mean i don 't think my mom Knows a a bunch about Marsha P. Johnson. No, I don't no. think that. I I, I think that. And they probably don't know about poppers. They don't know about like any like any fucking thing. It's just like it. We do forget that when you were surrounded by queer people a lot, which I'm so happy to be uh, in this Los Angeles life of mine. Occasionally, I, I'm occasionally,
2: for, occasionally. I'm happy to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, the, every community has their downfalls. Mm-hmm. What is your Mike? What is your least favorite uh, thing about gay
2: people? Um, God, uh, just that we we have such a chip on our shoulder. I'm guilty of this too. We have to be right. We always have to be oh. right. We we all have our walls built up because we've mm-hmm. grown up protecting ourselves, hiding ourselves, mm. and I'm I'm so guilty of this. It's like one of the things I work on all the time. I just need to be kinder with myself and kinder to other people that I'm working with because I have such high expectations for myself Mm -hmm. that I oftentimes react to somebody who does something maybe that's subpar Mm -hmm. in a way that is so decimating, right, that when I fail, I make mistakes, I'm so hard on myself because I'm like yeah. I have this I have this standard that I I've unknowingly had to meet every day of my life.
0: Yes, and then you think that if you fail, then the world is going to end. Absolutely, uh, you know, and the li- yeah, uh, very relatable. Yeah. I think my least favorite thing <laughs> is um, and then I just I just say one queer person I don't like. Um, I think that my least favorite thing about queer people is beyond the fact that people think that in like queer alt culture art movies that if they don't see themselves in it then it's bad that's like that's i don't think that's number one that is one that i am frustrated by yeah i think for me it's um a body image stuff i wish that there was more mm. I wish there was more um or i will say less of a need for everyone to feel like they need to have a certain type of body and of course it's gotten better but i think that And maybe I'm more sensitive to it because now I'm living in LA, which is very hyper focused on how people look. Of course. I wish there was a little less of that. Um, But speaking of people looking good, (laughs) I want to talk about your hot husband. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Me too. Who doesn't? (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? Mike's husband, Ben, is just not only a mensch, (laughs) uh, uh, but also just so handsome. I want to talk about, we are both in the gay married club. If someone wants to land a hot husband, like you and I both have hot husbands, Mike, what's the way? How did you land
2: your hot husband? Dude, I don't fucking know. Um, so not to name drop, um, but I, I also work with Trixie Mattel and, um, she, during the pandemic, she and I were doing videos together, um, where she would bike down to my, to our house in West Adams from Hollywood with a hard drive of shit. She just shot in her house and was like, here you go. And like, that was like 20, the summer of 2020. And like, mm-hmm. she comes over, she meets Ben, she looks at our backyard, which he gardens. He built like this, um, I don't even know what to call it, but, uh, some sort of like beautiful structure. And, uh, she was like, so he gardens, he cooks, he grows vegetables. He does all this. What do you bring to the relationship? And I was like, drag me. I don't know. Um, he always says, he always says, I make, I make him laugh. And that's true. Um, and I think that's Wait, very important. But I'm like, I think
0: you're describing our my marriage too. <laughs> I think Matt does everything, and then I and I make him laugh some of the time.
2: I guess it goes a long way. I fucking
0: better. We're we're what people are called personality hires. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I've heard I've heard this recently. Like there are people at companies that like don't really know how to do much, but they're the personality hire. I think I'm a personality hire in my marriage. Although there is something to be said for being able to be funny, and also like I would say that maybe we are. I mean, Ben is very outgoing and, and sociable. I think we yeah. are maybe a little more of the extroverted ones in the marriage. You think maybe? I'm the
2: extrovert? No. You think Ben is? Are you more of the extrovert? No, I'm the introvert. Oh, I'm no, I'm for sure the introvert. I'm an editor. I work in posts, of course. We sit in, like, dark caves all day.
0: But I feel like when I see you out and about that you are so, so lively and, <laughs> and good to talk to. People, feel-
2: people always tell me that they're like, you're not shy. And I'm like, you know me now. Like... Oh, know me know me malone uh <laughs> you show know girls. me now um but no it's like you know me now i feel comfortable around you i can be my authentic self but oh. like i i'm very shy when i'm meeting new people i am usually so nervous i forget everybody's name immediately oh, and know. then i and then i find it really rude when somebody forgets my name and then i'm like <laughs> but i do it all the time so like Oh, I do
0: it. I mean, I have to repeat it like I'm a fuck, like learning a second language. I'm like, like I literally was yesterday when I was in WeHo, there was a really cute guy that walked down the street, and someone that I was with was like, Oh, I wonder what his deal is. And I was enough of, you know, under an influence of it was actually alcohol, which I, I'm not. I, all this to say, I went up to him and was like, Is your name scout whatever the fuck i said he was like <laughs> he was like no uh but guess again and then like he was game so the next thing i know i'm going downtown to brown town to tell ask his what his name was um and i forgot why i'm co- telling you the story mike what the fuck oh it's about names and so then once we finally got his name which was connor oh um i said i said connor eric eric connor 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 i had to say it so many times it's the literal only reason i remember it remember it and um I think that I have ADHD.
2: I always think of Anna Faris in the House Bunny when she's like. Ariana, yeah. And I'm like, should I start doing that? And then I'm like, no, like I you'll attract some bear who like loves to be growled out. Yeah. By the way, when you were that- when you were saying when you were telling that story, you were like you guessed Scout. I was like, I hope his name was Scott. Like, and he just made you he's like, you're so close, you're so close. <laughs> no, I was like, I really love to kill a
0: mockingbird. Yeah. Speaking of To Kill a Mockingbird, which did not make me gay, I want to ask you the famous (laughs) podcast question Mike Patterson. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we
2: blame, babe? It's probably my mom. Um, You know, because not because like she was a helicopter mom, you know, my best friend or anything like that, but um, those are also true. she um exposed me to a lot of, like, just unintentional queer things as a kid. Um, I guess the story goes that, like, in daycare, I was always fighting. Like, physically, like, and not, like, not aggressively, but, like, play fighting. Just, like, and they were, like, the teachers were concerned. They're, like, what is he watching? She's, like, oh, he's watching, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're, like, you should maybe, like, show him some Disney movies. And so she took me to see The Little Mermaid. And... I was like, (laughs) yep. Like, I immediately identified with Ariel. Um, Oh my god.
0: This is so good. Because I think you're almost in a way, like, (laughs) proving the worst fears of so many people. (laughs) But I'm obsessed (laughs) that you are. Because the second you stopped watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're like, I want to be a gay mermaid. To be clear, I still watch Teenage Mutant Ninja
2: Turtles, but... This was and like you my still, this was my awakening. From what I
0: know, you still like wrestling to this day. I do like wrestling, yes. But so it de- you can't change it doesn't it didn't change who you were.
2: No, no, definitely not. No. But so like, you know, I immediately identified with Ariel. Eric looks Prince Eric looks exactly like Ben. Would you agree or uh-huh, disagree? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like I
0: would say Ben fortunately has a little more hair on his chest, but besides that, yes. My
2: God. Thank God. Thank God. Um Yeah. And then, like, of course, Divine was the model for Ursula. Mm-hmm. And I love drag queens. So it's like all of these things that were just introduced to me. So do you think you wanted to be Ariel and you wanted to sleep with Eric? Well, yeah. Um, I, I Well, can I tell you this? So I saw The Little Mermaid when I was very young. And my grandmother grew up on Catalina Island. So her cousin, they still own the house on Catalina Island. So we would go every summer to Catalina. And like I was like, oh, the ocean. Oh, I love to be in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I must be a mermaid. I like crafted this whole backstory, Eric, that I was adopted by my parents because I washed ashore oh. as a little mer baby.
0: <laughs> a mer baby on the shore. You're like you're like the gay mermaid Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh. Mo- no, Mo. You're the gay Jesus. You're the gay mermaid Moses. Moses like yes. he was found in a basket. Yes. Um, you know what's funny is that I think the Little Mermaid. Gave me an existential crisis because his name being Prince Eric was already like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I also think that we all just wanted to have a seashell bra in the water. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that part of your aerial affection was as a
2: redheaded person? well i was very blonde as a baby which i know like the joke is like white people love to tell you how blonde they were when they were younger <laughs> it's true though i was bleach blonde and then like i suddenly got red as i grew up and thank god yeah i mean we love we I love, love a ginger red. i love a ginger so i'm very happy to be somewhat associated but i think you are so that's because you know
0: what's funny is that my matt i think he was blonde as a kid really and- yeah i know shocking i i was always dark jew through and through yeah. i mean right. i never had a blonde blonde hair on my body except when i put a wig on but like <laughs> i don't like that as a kid people would make fun of redheaded people i yeah. think that that was it's so so stupid because yeah. i think as adults isn't there haven't you seen there's like a ginger lover like a gay calendar of like all hot like ginger gay guys no
2: i've never seen that i <laughs> don't covers follow up up his that calendar. instagram page i don't know How what you're you talking about
0: I mean a ginger happy trail, are you joking? There's uh, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they sit on my face in the sun,
2: beat. So you're also triggering um so I do you brought up wrestling. I do I do watch professional wrestling. Um I I love the women more than I love the men's matches. Okay. But there is this ginger otter uh mm. wrestler named Sami Zayn, and he's an ally. He's French Canadian, he's Muslim, and he is one of the best professional wrestlers probably on the planet. Um,
0: Does ally mean that he would
2: allow you to suck his dick? Oh, you know, <laughs> consent is sexy, and I don't want to. I don't want to push anything onto him, but but he can push something. I think on he's video. married to a woman, so like I, you know, and I want to just be respectful of that marriage because I don't know. And
0: we are going to respect his marriage as I look at pictures of it and I zoom in on the um,
2: No, he once he once confronted a fan who called him a faggot and he was like <gasps> you homophobic piece of trash get him out of here to security and he and it went viral and it was like yes king
0: um that is what we need yes. straight men to stand up for yeah. if, even if wow yeah, but he's
2: yeah. like but so he's this ginger otter he used to have like a, a twinkier body he's gotten a little cubier since but just like smoking um Mm. yeah
0: is that your number one ginger is that your
2: number one uh celeb ginger it's easily the one that comes to mind the the quickest yes yeah yeah Uh, i don't know if i have any i don't know if i have any off the top
0: of my head i mean if i see a ginger a strawberry blonde like it's it's already it's check over check. hey and speaking of speaking of redheads deborah messing, messing
2: full circle yeah um but yeah oh and also full circle my mom then introduced me to i love lucy and bewitched <sighs> what is up with all these and i dream of jeannie i know oh my god but she was like oh i used to love these shows growing up so i'm gonna show michael these shows and it's like where i got my comedy from like i i think mm. like i'm quick because like what six year old was watching I Love Lucy with their mother at Nick and Night? Ugh. You know what I mean?
0: I mean it's pro- mostly just gay kids. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I. It's funny that you say that because I one of my fondest memories from like a tough time of growing up closeted in the midwest was watching sex in the city with my mom like i knew at the time that our boundaryless relationship wasn't exactly the healthiest but i also knew that being on my parents bed and like a new sex in the city would come out and then we would you know watch (laughs) samantha get railed that week yeah there was something weirdly bonding about it because i think knowing that i was watching this and my mom was not judging me or making me feel bad about it but like it was it became kind of a fun tradition it it made me i think it gave me a glimpse into what i wanted my future to be like which Mm -hmm. is like fawning over samantha jones with uh, surrounded by gays or women and in that case that woman was my mom and i fucking i just i I look back on that so fondly i i sex in the city i would say in a way turned me gay because of like steve's
2: ass i mean talk about oh. a beautiful hairy body yep have we talked about um mark forstein's uh stint on sex in the city I oh was my so, god
0: who i saw recently irl in la i think
2: we i think this was you that i dm'd about because i was like i was so mad he was only on for one episode and he was oh bad in bed and i was like Ugh. and like steve is gorgeous i love steve also but i was like mark forstein gee well it,
0: clearly <sighs> you you're into jews which i love yeah
2: yeah hairy jews Yep.
0: <laughs> okay that, you and matt you and matt need to start uh, a hairy jew a gay hairy jew fan club i'm sure there's um,
2: already one we could find but yeah that's true yeah. i
0: wish there i hope there's a catchy name for it in fact matt and i were at uh, akbar all of a week and a half ago and a very handsome nerdy jew walked in and i said to matt matt you're gonna be so into this guy and Matt said an immediate yes and within four and a half seconds i was talking to him um <laughs> and he was confirmed Start
2: hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Huh? Um. So do you, as a, someone married, I need to ask this because yeah. as someone who is the Jew married to the non-Jew, what is your relationship to, like the jewish holidays like like do you enjoy those traditions um how does it feel to be like on the if i might quote Jeremy hansen on
2: the outside sometimes looking
0: in (laughs) do you what is it like to be married to a jew
2: um well i love it first off uh i think i think what's interesting is that i have such a i was raised catholic and i have a very tumultuous relationship with organized religion i think Mm -hmm. a lot of gay people do wow groundbreaking Mm -hmm. but um judaism has always been just sort of like very welcoming to me. And like I didn't convert. There was no pressure for me to convert. You know, my um my sister-in-law, his sister, is a rabbi and she married <gasps> us. Yeah. I
0: didn't know that.
2: Yep, she married Shut us. Shut yeah. the
0: fuck up. Yeah. You know how my, my heart is now like expanding in my chest? That is so fucking yeah. sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
2: yeah. And her one condition was like, you don't have to convert. She's like, but if and when you guys have kids they have to be raised Jewish. And I was like, yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, like, will I have an opinion on certain things maybe, but like, I I think I want to afford my child the opportunity to try something. And if they don't like it, you know they can of course when they're I, adults figure that out for themselves but exactly um, and yeah.
0: also i think a lot of what it boils down to and like the, the way that the reason why i want to raise my kids at least culturally jewish mm-hmm. you know, like doing doing some of the stuff is like because there is such a welcoming sense of community and like especially i don't do what kind of rabbi is your sister-in-law do you know if she's reformed conservative or what kind of like i
2: imagine like, she's reformed because She's a woman, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think... It's a good point. I do think that, like... I grew up conservative. Okay. And I think that, like, it's become... uh, Conservative Judaism has become more welcoming to... uh, No, I think it's like... Like, we had a female rabbi, and, like, I think... Gay, it's really, you know, God, this is really like hot button because it's really <laughs> agreeing with your point about that organized religion can be sometimes just a really, really fucked up. But the, the welcomingness of being Jewish is what is why I actually love the tradition yeah. still. But, of course, it's so fucked up if you're not allowed to be married anywhere because you're gay. I mean, like, that's just a whole other conversation. Yeah. But... I will say that, like, I do want my kids to like be able to have a yummy challah French toast on a Saturday. Sure, let's call it a fucking day, yeah. like you know, like th- those types of things. But I, 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 I think that's so amazing that your sister in law married you, and like, yeah, and, and you. I, I want to like publicly also say how grateful I am to people like you and Matt who are like, you know, married to people who grew up with these traditions, and it's not yours, and you grew up in a very different uh, yeah. way, but you, you're able to be there for your partner in a way that is still honoring your own values and desires while also honoring theirs. And I think you that is you are doing if
2: I may say the Lord's work. Oh, thanks. I don't know if I don't, I mean, let's not applaud a fish for swimming. I just think it's being respectful, right? It's like um I think my biggest hang up with organized religion, right? It's specific, specifically with like really crazy Christian like mm-hmm. all right, you know, oh, yeah. people is that they're hypocrites. And if you believe in this, like, you have to believe in everything, and I want to respect that. And, like, Ben very clearly believes in, like, all of that and loves the traditions. And it's like, well, I'm going to be respectful of that. And
0: Um, you're going to come over for a passover seder yeah and a gorgeous yeah. meal we gotta do that yeah oh yeah 100 um uh, speaking of tradition yeah. i want to ask you another podcast question okay. which is if the world was ending you could only save one character actress mike who would you save
2: i mean i would have to save amy sedaris um oh. i love her i think we we i question. i was like is she a character actress but like I mean, Jerry Blank is just a marvel. Her At Home with Amy Sedaris, like, clan of characters, like, she's just, she's incredible.
0: I'm going to 100% agree and put this on the record that one of my dream guests who did At Home with Amy Sedaris, Cola Scola. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm you know dying to have Cole on the podcast, but Amy, I think I my mind was blown and I this happened years ago but when I found out that Amy and David Sedaris were siblings and like and like and how genius they both are, yeah. I cannot believe whatever the fuck their parents did, something was right because I've read <laughs> I think yeah. all of David Sedaris' books there's something about his sense of humor mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with and Amy is like did what is she did she? was her billy on the street was it a recent one or did she just do it during the original because i watched her i was like went to a youtube spiral when you had edited yeah. uh the billy on the street promo for bros and i saw oh she went through an obstacle course and yeah it was during
2: it was during yeah the it, original, was, uh, the um, it was um it was the uh uh why am i blanking on her name uh shondaland uh, yeah oh it's, yes, yes, yes. shondaland, shondaland uh, obstacle course yeah
0: Oh my god, it was so funny, and she is just so like balls to the wall, insane, and uh, and she's also what like three inches tall. Yeah, and you just like packs such a
2: punch. She's so quick. She's so game. Everything always lands, which yes. I think is really hard. And I'm like, yes. I'd be, I would love to know like what her process is mm-hmm. to get it so everything so correct.
0: Is it? Is it something that? and honestly i don't know the answer is it something that you think it comes naturally to her or something that she's had to like cultivate and like practice
2: god i mean i want the mystique to be that it just comes naturally to her you know now that i say like like it is now that i say i'm like i'd like to know what her process is no No. keep it a secret like i don't (laughs) want to know how the sauce is made like if she's a if she's a witch that just like that's her magic power to well, just you be know,
0: in Salem, she would funny. have been fucked. If she was in Salem, yeah. she would have be been burned at the stake faster than you can say medium rare, bitch. But like, she, she would, would I, have been
2: like, she would have been strapped to that that stake and been like, Arr-r-r-r-r-r-r-r. like she would have just been doing some <laughs> weird face, like, and like she laughing. makes the
0: audience laugh. Yeah, and then they forget to cut the cord, and then um, <laughs> she somehow runs off scot free. Yeah, then yeah. moves to Vermont. Yeah, I love her. Um, <laughs> wow, I love that. We need to we need to write Amy Sedaris a, a Salem Witch Trial film and she's goody goody Amy let's
2: just actually let's just redo the crucible but with her playing (laughs) all the roles and we'll do
0: the classic joke where everyone else is played by Muppets yes there we go wow we got it that's a a good pitch alright I'll call Um, Hollywood wow yeah, tr- I mean, listen, uh, let me know what the fuck they say. I'm trying <laughs> to bang down the doors too, babe. Yeah. Um, because I did not get as much into this as I wanted. What what was the first date like with Ben and did you know that you were going to get married?
2: Oh god. Um, the way I met Ben um is really interesting. Uh so we met at a brunch here in LA and it was very random. Uh my best friend in the like from childhood was in town from New York. He at the time worked at the Trevor Project. Um, he was in town f- to meet the LA chapter of the Trevor mm-hmm. Project. So that's why he was in town. His friend Talia that he had met while living in New York uh, through another person that worked at Trevor Project, she also happened to be in town that exact same weekend from New York because she works for a record label. So she was seeing like some of her acts in the artists she has signed in shows. She went to rabbinical school. No, not, uh, what's the, uh, what's the Jewish like yeshiva? No, uh, not like halal or, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, she went to Jewish the day school, Jewish day Alamant school, Shaker. yes, yeah, yeah, Jewish day school with Ben. And so, yeah, Wes invites Talia to brunch and she's like, Can I bring my friend Ben? And he's, sure. Ben and I are seated at the exact end of the table together and I see him immediately. And I was like, oh my God, that is the most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my life. And I remember his hair, his hair was a little bit longer then, and he just had these curls. And I remember thinking like, oh, I want to run my fingers through that, that hair. Mm. Like, um, and so then, you know, it's Sunday brunch and we're talking and it's very casual and like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I have to go put money in the meter. And I was like, what do you mean? It's Sunday. He's like, yeah, you still have to pay. I was like, no, you don't. Um, I'm like, let me go check my meter and see if I was wrong in not putting money in. I go out. Sure enough, I'm right. I come back. I'm like, no, you don't have to pay. He doesn't believe me. So he goes out and checks on his car and he comes back and he's like, yeah, you were right. (gasps) <gasps> it was our first fight um and then we uh <laughs> what a great meet cue where you're proved right yeah i know yeah um and then we spent the rest of the day together we went to merrick's and we all shared pictures of margaritas um
0: did you kiss after the margaritas
2: yeah i mean
0: a little more so but yeah <laughs> oh, my and God. the rest is history
2: we've been together like pretty much ever since 10 years now married five oh, we've got a house two cats
0: what a bunch of lesbians i love that story <laughs> so much well, we didn't
2: move in together right away but like i was i was definitely like yeah this is this guy's the one almost immediately um <laughs> i could cry yeah could cry. he mean, was listen. like he i forgot my sunglasses at his apartment and i like came back to get him this was like the next day and he's like all right see you later bud and like left yeah i like gave me the gave me the sunglasses and just kind of was like whatever but i like i didn't let up i was like hey what are you doing this weekend hey what do you you know like yeah i
0: just and it stuck listen when you want something you go for it and just like you went for ben you've gone for your dreams and they're coming true mike patterson thank you for coming on the a guest podcast i have to ask you the final question i did not prep you on which is Uh-oh. what is the best whoopi goldberg film oh shit um
2: God. Uh, I wanna say ghost. Ghosts. Congratulations. Ghosts a beautiful
0: best. answer. Okay, um, <laughs> wow. I just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not every day that I have a friend of mine. I usually become friends with people from the podcast and then we hang out, but I've been friends with you for a while yeah. and now you're on, and this was such a treat for me. Mike, thank you for coming on. Where can people follow you?
2: Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Michael Ryan P. You can check out things I've edited on MikePattersonEdits.com. Uh, please watch. Snatched on Hulu, starring Tatiana Maslany, Misha Ostrovich, who's this brilliant trans actor, and uh, Brendan Hines. Um, It's on Hulu right now, Bite Size Halloween. Please watch it. It's queer horror.
0: I can vouch. I have watched it. It is so fucking funny and kooky and perfect for this time of year. A Watch it. A little spooky and spooky for sure. Yeah. Oh my god! It is everything I want. Uh, truly. And I, I was saying, Mike, I've I've seen a lot of short films, and this is by far one of my favorites I've ever seen. Thank you. It is so <laughs> good. Yeah. Go to go to Mike's social to you can uh, see all the information yeah. there. But also I'll link it in the show notes. And um, Mike, I'll see you out and on the town. Thank
2: you for having me. Oh, go see Bros too, please. Somebody's got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. with love with love i say that with a, love of course
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode with my dear friend mike Patterson. if you have not yet left a five-star review could you do that it really really helps people find this podcast i love you and i'll see you next week